Well, let's hear from Zane Dangor, Director General of the DG of the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. Zane, thank you very much for joining us. Good afternoon. Uh, uh, some, some strong words there from the minister. She's sticking with that and calling for both sides to be, to be looked at by the ICC. Yes, good afternoon. I think the minister is absolutely correct. I think there's already an investigation ongoing since the last major assault on Gaza in 2014 by the ICC. Um, the problem is that, that that investigation has been very slow. And with the latest atrocities, what we're asking, together with many others in the world, is that the prosecutor of the ICC takes the investigation into war crimes, whether in Israel or in Gaza or the West Bank, um, quite seriously. But I think with the kind of atrocities we're seeing in Gaza, that the investigations need to be sped up. We think that even if it means that even though there is an ongoing investigation, um, the current investigation is a result of a self-referral by the Palestinian Authority um, around about 2015. Um, We think that right now other state parties should make a demand that the investigations proceed with speed. Before we move on with that, I, I hate whataboutism, but uh, the same yeah. minister wasn't a fan of the ICC when it came to Russia and Ukraine. I don't think that's accurate. I think if you look at the actions with Russia and Ukraine immediately, um, we Im- Derko immediately issued a, um, well, we, uh, a legal opinion that said we have to abide by our national international obligations. Um, and that's why President Putin actually did not come to the summit. Um, we, we we responded to the calls by um, international community. Even many of them were not state parties to the ICC asking South Africa to abide by its obligations to national international law. And you would see Dirko's statements, including from myself, saying we will abide by this. Um, <clears throat> so I do think that we've complied and we stayed in the ICC um, because we think it's an important institution that will deal with impunity at an international level, especially for crimes that are of great concern to the international community. And the crimes taking place in Gaza at the moment is of international concern to the international community. South Africa pulling the diplomatic crew out of Israel. Is that a sign that there is more support from South Africa for Palestine than there is for Israel? Well, I don't think this this is a situation where you can, can have more support for one side or the other. The one is an occupying power. An occupying power is not an allegation by South Africa. It's a statement of fact by the International Court of Justice. And it's an occupying power since at least 1967. Um, and it's not a situation where two countries are at war with each other. Um, this, is a country, this is a situation where there's an ongoing conflict by virtue of an act of occupation being in place since 67 against all numbers of Security Council resolution and General Assembly resolutions. South Africa has taken a position that the occupation must end, the violence associated with the occupation must end. It's been the position since at least the dawn of democracy in South Africa. Um, and so that's why we're calling for an end to the occupation and we're calling for credible negotiations, credible negotiations towards a two-state solution. I think the withdrawal of the diplomats and if one sees that other countries are doing the same, including Jordan, who had signed an armistice with, with Israel, their neighbor, is a sign that the current state, the current atrocities in Gaza um, needed some kind of censure from the international community. And, you know, withdrawing of diplomats is a form of censure in the, in the, in the international community. And this is done when one gets the sense 
that negotiation at this stage is not going to happen. Um, so that's what we're signaling. And I don't think that one should equivocate. This is not an asymmetrical struggle of two equal powers. You're dealing with a very powerful army in the IDF, one of the strongest in the Middle East, one of the best funded globally. It's a nuclear power. And you're dealing with essentially, um, you know, an occupied people um, that's using um, some weaponry, um, but it's one that you can say is essentially a symmetrical conflict. It's a very asymmetrical conflict with the power dynamics right. are very different. Uh, Zane, I'm going to speak to the Jewish Board of Deputies in a moment. One of their, their, their biggest issues is this alleged phone call that the minister made to lead, uh, Hamas leadership to pledge South Africa's support with Hamas thanking South Africa. What is, what is the facts behind that? Did she make the phone the, call? The, the facts behind that, and I'm glad you're asking that question, the the, the authorities in the political wing of Hamas um, had asked for a call from from the minister who to receive a call. Um, that was done maybe a week before the actual call was made. I mean, it actually coincided with the first sort of major attacks from Hamas. The, the, the call came through the normal channels. Um, the request came through our desk in the Middle East. Um, essentially through one of our officials was a former ambassador in Ramallah, so they obviously know who he is. He then called me and said, can we take this call? I put this to the minister. She said she'll consider it. Once the the scale of attacks became more um, intense, um, they did call me because they couldn't get through to the minister. We asked them, you know, can we get their number if we need to make that call? And the reason the minister then dialed from her phone is because they couldn't get through. The only discussion the minister had with Mr. Hania, who is the representative of Hamas in Qatar, fully funded by the Qatari government, official office in Qatar. Um, and essentially, if one looked, listens to the um, you know, Qatari government explanations to the U.S. government last week, is that the reason why they have their office in Qatar funded by the Qatari government is because this was on the request by the U.S. government who wanted a channel to Hamas. So the call that the minister is making, that that was made to the minister, and we have to correct this, um, was not out of the ordinary. It also came in the same week that we had discussions with um, organizations keen on the humanitarian support, and we needed to find out what the humanitarian needs are. And one does not speak around about the humanitarian needs outside of the the authority in that space. And in that authority in that space at that time was Hamas. They did not, minister did not under any circumstances support the attack by Hamas on Israeli civilians. In fact, she's on record on criticizing it and in fact has called for for Hamas to be investigated for war crimes as well. Okay. So, and, you so, know, the, and let me finish. I think the idea that is being peddled that the minister has Hamas on speed dial is libelous and is actually very, very wrong. Uh, just quickly, before we go to the Jewish Board of Deputies, they're saying that um, the, the view, the angle of South Africa, they are seeing incitement to hatred against the uh, Jewish community and has reached such levels to compromise explicit calls on public platforms for Jews to be attacked in their homes. What is Durko's views on, on the Jewish people of South Africa? Any, any, any call for Jewish hatred is to be condemned by us and to be condemned by the South African government. And I haven't seen much of that where it is happening. We will condemn it. I do see what we're seeing. For example, if one looks at the massive march in New York 
and it's been confirmed that was organized by the South African, um, not the South African Jewish for Free Palestine, they did a march here, but the Jewish International Jewish Voice for Peace. So, you know, to try and portray this conflict as being linked to ethnicity or confessional preference is not helpful. I think that what we must do is ensure that we deal with the atrocities at hand, both by Hamas and the intense atrocities being committed by the IDF. Um, and, and, and any forms of, 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 of hate speech that leads to anti-Jewish sentiment or anti-Islamic sentiment is wrong. And it actually is, is really off the mark in terms of what this situation is all about. It's an occupation. It's got nothing to do with confessional preferences. Um, it's really about an occupying power, an occupied people, resistance, war crimes on both sides. Okay, Zay, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much. Zane Dango is the Director General of the Department of International Relations and Cooperation. Um, we, listening to that was Zev Krengel, Vice President of the SA Jewish Board of Deputies. Uh, Zev, because uh, I wanted to get all those answers from Zane, if you don't mind just hanging around, we'll, we've we just got to do uh, headlines and traffic and sport, and then we'll give you proper time to answer. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to give you the opportunity to reply to that. Is that all right with you? Sure, sure. All right, just uh, we got a minute. Uh, quickly, uh, your views on what you heard quickly from Zane, and we'll go into it in more details after headlines. Uh, yes, I mean, the first one is RCC. I mean, really the Southern government and the Turkey. They think the international courts and international uh, treaties is like a departmental store. They, they choose when they want to use it and what they want to take. So, I mean, I always think the only good thing, if they got that word with Netanyahu being... Um, um, you know, put it away an arrest warrant, maybe then you'd get an invite to South Africa. Like we invited Bashir and we allowed him to come, and only because of the DA took it to court, they knew that if they did the exact same thing with Putin, they were going to be forced, or they were going to actually, we were going to have, as a South African country, sanctions from the United Nations. So it's all very nice, like, when you call for this one, but when your friends are, then you try and get out of the Rome Statue, you try and get out of the RTC, but then when it's someone you don't like or you don't agree with, then you want them and then you call for them. So unfortunately, international law is not a departmental store for the Southern government, especially for our current Durka. And they choose, they choose, as I said, we have, we have Bashir here as a guest of this government, the, the, the minister, um, the director general, all part of the government at the time, all very happy having a, a person wanted by the RCC. They tried everything to allow Putin to come. Right. Also wanted by the RCC. So you can't have a departmental store when you want it. So now they're calling for the other side because they don't like it. So unfortunately, uh, you know, the DG doesn't, doesn't tell the truth of really the concept of the, uh, the RCC and what does need to be done. And we as South African people, once again, are being hoodwinked by our government. All right. So of if, when and so how they want a person to be... Uh, I'm going to give you more time after news headlines and sports. Zev Krengel is Vice President of the SA Jewish Board of Deputies. We'll talk to him. First, news headlines with Luyanda. You are listening to John Gerica on SAFM. 21, or making the 19 minutes to 4 o'clock, you with SAFM. John in for Eldrin. It's beyond the headline. Continuing our conversation about South Africa's International Relations and Cooperations Minister calling for the ICC to issue a warrant of arrest, arrest for Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, also accusing Hamas of violating international humanitarian law. We heard just before the news Zev Krengel, Vice President of the SA Jewish Board of Deputies, saying that South Africa can't just use the ICC. ICC, like a, uh, what, what was the word, like a, like a grocery store, Zev, is that the word you used? Oh, yes. They choose and they want to who they want to do. If they like okay. you, then they don't agree with the RCC. If they like you, they don't agree with the RCC, 
If that's unlikely, then I want the RCC to arrest you. But that's unfortunately our foreign policy today. Uh, I asked the last question I had for Zane Dango, the DG of the of Durko. I was asking him about how Jewish people in South Africa are feeling hatred against the so, community. Tell us more about yeah. that. So, yeah, so people, I, I take it as a massive insult. I mean, he's not Jewish. He knows nothing about it. Then he tries to say, oh, he's got Jews for Palestine. It reminds me of the apartheid era where we were taught by the apartheid government, millions of blacks loved the apartheid government because look at the Bantu state and we had Lucas Magorpi. They used to trade them out all the time. So that's what Zane does with a couple of Jews. The majority of Jews in South Africa have seen a spark of anti-Semitism of almost 300% in the last month. 300%. Death to the Jews. We have had, we have had Tagad threatening us. That's, an, that's a terror organization that has blown up civilians of South Africa that have gone to jail and are out of jail, and they get beautiful welcomes outside the American continent. So that's what's happening. So they mustn't tell me in my community that I do represent the vast majority democratically elected. Democrat got a much bigger majority of community than the ANC's got of the country. And we know when we are being under attack and we know when we're not being, and we don't appreciate someone who's not from the Jewish faith, someone who has no idea, who's never engaged with us, saying how we feel. I find it a hell of an insult. What I can tell you is because of the government's continuous bashing of the Jewish state, because of Minister Pandit continuously bashing the Jewish state at all times, it has 100% equated into a hatred for Jews in South Africa, and that, that's on her hand. That's on the government's hands. Uh, we did hear, uh, or I just wanted confirmation, has the government, uh, as far as you know, engaged with the Israeli ambassador in South Africa yet? Oh, they never engaged with him. So they like to dress him down. They like to get upset with him. You know, and then, and then she crazy motted to the American ambassador. What I said on TV a while ago, the hatred for uh, Israel, actually the hate America. The government, the ANC government hates America. But America's too big for them to bash. So then they go for the baby brother, which is Israel. Because you can hate Israel and you can dress them down and you can take away your, your people from Israel, from your embassy. You know, if you hate America, be strong, be brave, and say, you know, you know America, we cut in town and we were drawing our ambassador from Washington. And that's what they do. That's a continuous, continuous same game. They just, the, the, the level of hatred for real democracies, for countries that have human rights, which allow gays, which allow um, all different minorities to live, with the rule of law, was called the hatred. I just hate it. Our government, our foreign ministry, loves Iran, loves Russia, loves North Korea, loves Hamas. That's unfortunately where we live in. And until South African people realize what the road our, our government's taking us down, we, 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 we get alienated more and more every single time of the conflict. Um, government loves to occupy this and the RCC. I mean, Russia does an offensive war bombing civilians every single day in Kiev, mercilessly killing women, killing children. And we go and visit Russia, and we do all stuff with Russia. We don't, kick, we don't withdraw our ambassador from Moscow. We give more money, and we take their arms out of the lady arm, which they have admitted. I mean, it's just the right. double standard in South Africa and government is mind-blowing. Like, you, you can't actually believe it's, it's, uh, it's fact. You can't actually believe it's actually happening. You think it's a satire. Zev, what is the South African Jewish Board of Deputies' views on some of these horrific things we're seeing coming out of Gaza? So, look, number one, unlike the minister, unlike the government, I hate 
to see anybody dying on any side. I hate to see people suffering. I hate it. Uh, we, can't, we, we literally don't support and we don't condone any loss of civilian life. The question is who is to blame? That's the big thing. Israel leaves. There's no occupying force in Gaza. It didn't exist since 2005. Once again, it's the memory of the South African government. Israel took out all its citizens. The, 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 the synagogues were burnt by the people in Gaza. All the, all the, all the greenhouses were gone. From 2005 to 2007, it's pretty good. Gaza and Israel were very nice no occupying force. In 2007, once again, selected right, Zef, from our previous caller. Zev, see if you can stick to the answer. What do you say about the atrocities that are currently happening in Gaza? We so got the, the history lesson. We know the, the history lesson. Yes, yeah, so, okay. So the atrocities today are totally squarely put on Hamas. They have literally, for 15 years, built 375 miles of tunnels and not one mountain. They're not if killing. Them, they're not killing God. themselves, Zev. Uh, no, but what they are doing is they want their own people to be killed. So what they do do is they don't protect their own people. Then they go to another country, they do the most horrific, barbaric murders, and then they have their own people. They are doing it. They are doing it because they could stop the killings tomorrow. They could stop the bombings tomorrow. So could Israel. Give back the hostages. So could now, Israel. Israel can't. Now, Israel can't do that at the moment because Israel has been attacked by the enemy. They can't do it. We actually can't. Israel can't do it. It can't stop now until it gets its hostages back and until it can secure its border. You can't have, you're right, you're right. In the Second World War, um, uh, the, the Allies could have stopped the war. They could have stopped the war in 1942, in 1941. If the Germans take England, they could have done it. You're right. You can't do it when you're defending your people. You can't do it. There's one difference. And he says, 7,000 rockets are going over. They claim there's no water. They claim there's no electricity. But boy, oh boy, they've got enough rocket parts. Stop the rockets. Give the hostages back. Everything stops. Everything stops immediately. Build up your people and stop using your own people as cannon fodder for your Islamic jihadist beliefs. And it's there. One thing with Hamas, they don't say one thing and do another. Unlike our government, Hamas tells you what they want. They want the death to the Jews. They want the death to the Jewish state. All right. They Zane, tell you what they want. We're going to leave it there. Zain Dango, thank you very much. Director General of the Department of International uh, Correction. Uh, sorry, not even close. That was Zev Kringle, the Vice President of the SA Jewish Board of Deputies. Thank you very much.